Welcome to Noob Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. Is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole? Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Was good, everybody listening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Also joining us, it is the... Uh, it is our producer. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. NANTOYU BIG NEWS! Oh, boy. The, we're all here. The gang's all here to, for a new episode of the show. Very excited to get into it. We have a bunch of crazy shit to talk about in this week of manga. Um, but before we get into that, uh, let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram and at New Jump City Josh. That's on X. X. Formerly known as Twitter. Hold that, Brian. Brian, that's what it's called. He wants us X. to call it that. Where can we find you, Brian? find me at b.esp on both instagram and twitter and if you want to catch me when i'm streaming you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline oh you can follow the show itself at new gem city on instagram at twitter and you can email us at new gem city pod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about and we'll answer it on our pre-show chat show that we didn't do this week because of time constraints but we are uh we do it pretty much every other week we you know it's the show where we just kind of like talk about random shit Sometimes it's anime and manga. Sometimes it's just movies we've seen or whatever. So check that out. Uh, we answer questions on there. So hell yeah, you could uh, do that. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm getting the backlog of episodes that I've neglected to upload up there. There's been an episode out every day so far. So uh, check us out on that. Like, share, subscribe, all that stuff on there. Email. Uh, you can also not email. Uh, you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts uh, audibly. Uh, because uh, this is pretty much an audio-only podcast for the time being, as I am waiting to get a new computer soon. So do all that stuff. Uh, I think that's it for plugs. Let's get the show on the road. One Piece. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1107. I've been looking for you. And last we left off, uh, things... Alternate title, sorry. Uh, you ready? Okay. Uh, Brian's been looking for you. <laughs> Hello? Yes, Brian? it's me. Yes. This is me, Brian. Why has Brian been looking for... Well, we'll, we'll get to it. He likes the Giants the most out of... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, last we left off in One Piece, uh, the, the battle on Egghead is intensifying... Uh, and they are de the Straw Hats are desperately trying to find a means to of escape. Uh, it's not looking good for them, but uh, at the same time, we had the arrival of the giant pirates. Uh, that's Dory, <laughs> Dory, Broggy, Kashi, and Oimo 
are all here, along with the rest of the giant pirates, and they're fucking shit up. They are taking on an entire Buster Call. Um, you know, just fucking shit up left and right. It's not looking good. Usopp takes a look and he's like, "Oh my god, it's my guys! They came." Uh, <laughs> it's a very nice moment for Usopp. Uh, you know, we get it's a little very nice moment. Huh? Other people in the podcast as well. Uh, yeah, I, I'm always happy to see the giants. You know, Asmino Bros. And One Piece Giants go hand in hand. You don't like the Giants? I'm Dory. I like the Brian. Giants, but you guys love them. I and love I the Giants. That. Hey, you guys like Smash Bros. The game. I love the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's levels to this shit. You love the game, but I still wash you every time we play, don't we? That's not even close to true. <laughs> <laughs> well... Anyway, the Giants are here. They're fucking shit up uh, for the Straw Hats. Uh, Brooke is actually kind of approaching the edge of the Egghead uh, barrier. so And he's just drinking tea. He's just like, yeah, we'll be right by. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Jimbei is still on his way to find Zoro, who is currently fighting Luchi. What were you saying, Josh? Jimbeezy. Jimbeezy. <laughs> yeah. Jimbei Beasley. Jimbeezy. Um, Zoro is still fighting Luchi. Uh, Luchi is like, ah, you will never get out of oh. here. <laughs> you're a pack of fools unable to cut loose a single member for the good of the rest. As long as you're still alive, your friends are trapped here. And, uh, Zoro says that you say that as you're, what? as though you're in control of how long we fight, Rob Luchi. Um, the pacifistas are continuing to attack Navy ships. Uh, multiple chin man, uh, is like just yelling about how the fact they have to destroy their own military weapons in order to get on the island. Um, Luffy is back, uh, with Bonnie. Uh, he is currently up against, uh, uh, Saturn and St. Saturn. And, you know, she's like, oh my God, I've been looking for you. And Luffy's like, I've been here the whole time. He's like, but I didn't know you were Nika. Uh, he's like, I wanted to hit him with your, with a rubber punch, just like yours. Show me how to do it. Uh, and uh, yo, I didn't even notice this, but Luffy's noticing Vegapunk dying on the floor. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, whoa, Vegapunk. So, you know, uh, Luffy uses his Dawn Gatling, just punching out St. Uh, Jay Garcia and uh, sends him fucking flying. Um, Bonnie tries to pick up Vegapunk, but Vegapunk's like, no, no, don't do that. I'll die immediately, please, if I move. Um, Kizaru pulls up. He's like, you'll die whether you move or not. Accept your fate. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Straw Hat Kizaru over here shoots a beam at Vegapunk. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> no, no, you guys had to eat it. Oh, okay. You know what? Fine. He is going to become a straw head. I still believe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sanji comes He's, in and he blocks the They haven't the broken kick. through to him yet. Okay. Sanji comes in and uh, and kicks his blast away. Um, Kizaru is shocked. He's like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's the first time he's ever made that face, mind yeah. you. Uh, and it's due to Sanji, which is Sanji stocks are now up. Let's go, Sanji. I'm here for it, Sanji. 
And I'm so upset how, like, they was making a big deal of, like, oh, he blocked light? Like, yeah, he's kicked a lot of other bullshit in this series. Yeah, Sanji has hockey. Why are we making a thing of this now, right? No, but this is different because Kizaru is going for a kill shot there. Like, that's... Oh, you mean Straw Hat Kizaru? Really? Huh? No, no, no. (laughs) He's he's trying. He was trying to kill there, and Sanji just blocked it. And that's fair. That... See, I'm willing to take it as like, oh, it was a big deal that he blocked the Admiral's hit. But the the wording was that he blocked light, which was like, that's what we're going to emphasize. Well, I guess up to this point, the only person we've seen block Kizaru in his light form is Rayleigh. So. And he, even Rayleigh, Rayleigh didn't even block it. He just redirected it. Yeah. I mean... It, you could argue Sanji's boots are shiny and have a mirror-like effect, so that like <laughs> that's what some people are saying too. But that's not the case. I think was, Sanji just uses hockey, so and it's that simple. Yeah. It's either that I'm or he uh, he used his latent genetics. You know. Well, I think he did actually because, oh, because his eyebrows. He's supposed to. He's supposed to go invisible, and you know. Well, he's not like, invisible as in with his Vegapunk uh, genetics, is he? Yeah. No, but his body is supposed to go invisible. Like that's his that's his power up, right? That's his stealth. Bu- that's with his like, uh, his fighter suit. But without it, he's not. Fucking threw away like an asshole. I'm still <laughs> upset about that. By the way, no, he he, he would have been an asshole if he did take it. By the way, he is in his like, uh, Germa type power up right now because his eyebrow is now inverted. That's a thing. Yeah. I don't fucking pay attention to One Piece at all. <laughs> like, it's it's really it's, subtle because they don't they don't bring attention to it when it first happened way back in Wano, um, when he was fighting Queen, but when he was like concerned about losing his humanity and he was like becoming more metal, you, his his eyebrow inverted to this to this direction, indicating that he is more like them now. But when in his normal, when he's not using his abilities granted by the Germa, his eyebrow is back to where it where it usually is. So I think uh, he is just right, a- and we we can we can tell because uh, his he covers his eyebrow with his hair normally, so it'll show. No, the eyebrow that's showing right now is supposed to be like the curl is supposed to be on the other side. Okay. So whenever he uses his germa, it 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 inverts to the other side. You see what I'm saying? Right. You can see it in this panel here on panel um on page thirteen, right at the bottom. At yeah, the when he says love light. is stronger than light. Yeah, we're we're saying the same thing. All right, that's I just said it weird, but yeah, it's normally his regular eyebrow is not exposed. It is exposed, and it's the swirly one that's covered with the hair. That's no, the the that that eyebrow is usually exposed now that's his like post time skip look and pre time oh, skip that he lets his swirl show and the post time skip change for sanji was his little beard and also his other the other side of his face is now covered where this is now the other side of the the face that was originally covered in the pre time skip the original side is covered is now not covered post time skip. He just switched partings, I guess. Okay. And it's pretty. I'm a little confused, more confused than I really should be about this, but I, I get it. Yeah, okay. I wish I was there so I could just like draw you. 
a picture of how Sanji's eyebrows actually go. All right. So how about you just listen to me? It, pre time skip, he he hid the swirl. No, pre time skip. The side of his face that's covered now was not covered. But the, and the side of his face that's currently not covered was covered. So the yes, yeah, so I'm saying, but his, his the left side of his, the left side of his face was covered by his hair in in pre time skip. The the post time skip is right. He covered the swirl pre time. I understand that when he activates his mode, he switches. I know that already. That's why I'm tr I'm trying to make sure. Like before, he used to cover the swirl, then after the time skip. He stopped covering the no, swirl? No, the swirl is always there. We've seen the swirl. The swirl is okay, part of this. Now I get it. So he always covers the swirl, but because he's in this mode, it's switched. So he never stopped covering the swirl, though. No, the swirl's, the swirl's always there. The swirl is just on an other, the other side of his brow. The swirl now... I'm willing to just... I, yeah, I got. I'll show you. I'll show you later. I'm thoroughly confused. I'll show you I'm what sure I mean. Mostly my fault. I'll show I you what Brian I mean. Help, like Brian, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's like his swirls are in the same direction, but they're like he only ever had one eyebrow swirl, right? He had no, he has only two. one. No, technically, both of his eyebrows swirl. Oh, they swirl in the same direction. So, that. like, so, like. The middle of his forehead has a swirl, and then the right side of his forehead has a swirl. I'll show you pictures. They don't, right? They're not like a, a mirror reflection of each other. They no, no, no. The they're way. yeah, they're just asymmetrical. Oh wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the whole family's like that, isn't it? Yeah, the whole family has eyebrows like that, except for Judge. They but we have. We've not seen Judge's eyebrows, so we don't know. Sora didn't have the eyebrows either, so I guess he's the one who has it. Sora? Yeah, that's Sanji's mom. Oh, right. Yeah, no. That's obscure. I, it's because I recently read it. Yeah, Sora didn't have the swirl, right? No, she didn't. Yeah, so they, it's, I guess they get it from Judge. We've never seen his eyebrows, so it's possible that... Or, or maybe it's a... It's a product of the of the German of the super super genes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was a lot uh, of time spent on Sanji's eyebrows physics. Um, there was, but you know, we'll we'll get to it. Later. Anyway, he blocks he blocks Kizaru's <laughs> light beam. Everybody is shocked, and uh, the rest of the uh, team takes the opportunity to move, leaving Vegapunk, Sanji, and Luffy behind to take on Kizaru. Kizaru is just thinking like, oh, God, this sucks. This is kind of embarrassing. I have to, I've got to at least take your heads back with me to save any face. And Sanji's yeah, just like. be losing to the fourth best. Yeah. The crew. Third San best, I mean. Yeah, Sanji's like, better start writing up your formal apology then. <laughs> That's a good line. Anyway, it's finally time for that Blackbeard subplot to, <laughs> to pay off. Um, as oh, Jake. Yeah. As Jay Garcia is lying on the ground after getting socked by Luffy, uh, he gets up and we see that Katarina, Devon, and Van Auger are now before him. Van Auger's everywhere. Uh, he is, I think he's been in pretty much almost every incident so far, except for maybe the Pirate Island one. Yeah. 
And I guess we kind of know now why now. Yeah, because of his warp abilities. Um, so you know, uh, Katarina pulls up and is like, "Oh, ooh, I wonder what kind of powers are these, Murun?" <laughs> <laughs> I had to try her laugh out. Yeah, and, every, every time they introduce a laugh for the first time. Yeah, a Murun. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> And she's like, I've never heard of the five elders coming down to the real world from the lofty perch. And then she touches uh, St. Garcia's leg, uh, Jay Garcia's leg. And she's like, there, mission complete. And uh, Jay Garcia's like, I must admit, I did not expect to see you savages from level six submitting to another uh, leash. And she's like, well, teach is special, you know. And... uh, Garcia's like, as is his bloodline. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're aware of that? You people are always br- uh, always up to strange business. What are you really after? And Van Auger says, the world. Uh, Jay Garcia tries to stomp them, and uh, Van Auger just teleports. Uh, Jay Garcia's upset, I know it. <laughs> he's like, fuck. Um... Uh, so, you know, Van Auger doesn't teleport off the island. He only teleports a short while away because I guess he's not used to his powers fully. Um, but that's when wet-haired Caribou shows up and ends the chapter by pleading with Van Auger and Katarina to take him to Blackbeard because he's always dreamt of being part of the Blackbeard Pirates. And, uh, yeah, that's where the chapter ends. Wow, we lots of stuff going on here. But, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1107? Uh, yeah, this 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 some interesting stuff going on with Blackbeard's crew. So, um, I did not realize that she touched him, or that it was emphasized that she touched him. Let's got to be something there. There um, is. Katarina, yeah, you I mean, remember I, I, Katarina's I, I, devil fruit? You know what? Um, well, she has the oh, the nine-tailed fox fruit. What? Yep. And she has the ability to transform into other people. Oh, maybe she has, that's the condition she has to make contact with them. Mm-hmm. So now she can effectively turn into a five elder. Which is pretty devastating. That is. And that she can use their powers too. We don't know that much yet. We know that she can transform into them. Yeah, that's significant, though. Even to just be able to replicate his appearance. Yeah. Um, Jay Garcia fucked up well, by coming here. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, fucked up. That was a huge error. Um, yo, Caribou is the agent for the Straw Hats. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What that's hair? what I'm going to yeah. jack. Straw Hat Caribou? Yeah. I, hey, listen. I've been saying that wet hair is a. Uh, I know. Important to this to this uh, straw hat crew. Yeah. If somebody crosses the road in front of the straw hats, uh, all of a sudden they're a straw hat. So. I just have to like them enough. That's how that goes. <laughs> I can't speak for Brian, but you know. And they have to have a role for the t- for the crew. That's that's always the thing. And, uh, and no one's as wet as Caribou, so that's a pretty, you know that's what I'm true. saying? Like, I have a theory. Role. 
I have a theory that Dude, what is person on the crew. I have a theory that Karibo is still gonna end up on the Straw Hats. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> like not not like as the crew member, but he's just bound. He's just bound to be stuck on the ship with them. <laughs> that would be funny. I mean, like the, he wants yeah. to join the Blackbeard Pirates, and he still ends up stuck with the Straw Hats. That would be very funny because so, no matter what, he always just ends up in a barrel. Yeah, that's what I think yeah, is gonna yeah. happen. It would be yes. so fucking funny. Um, I'm disappointed that Zoro's still fighting the Jaguar. Is he injured or hurt right now? Or something? Do, do we have? No, I think he's just like. I think he's just holding him back. Yeah, he did keep saying like, "Oh, you you making Ooh, Zoro control it a mm-hmm. fight." Zoro's yeah. holding back. Soldier. Zoro's holding him back on purpose. Yeah, right. It's like. When, Why doesn't he just beat him? Because he's a zone. He's an awakened zone, so he'll just get up in like five minutes anyway and come back. So if he just are you being spiteful or no? It's true. <laughs> they, this, oh, okay. This is a thing that's been known about awakened zones for since Impel Down. Remember? No, I don't. But I actually remember that. So the the awakened zones, like the jailers. The jailer beasts. Um, they mentioned that they're awakened zones. So oh, yeah. um, they, they when they get knocked unconscious, they don't stay down. They get back up like in a short, uh, shorter time span. So if he just straight up mercs uh um fucking Lucci here, Lucci will just get up soon and you know be a thorn in everybody's side. So it's about timing. Hmm. Now I don't know right, why Zoro would fair. notice, but it makes sense that he would be doing that because he's 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 only using two swords. He's not he doesn't have the bandana. He's not even using True. that much hockey. So it, the only reason why he's he would be doing this is if he's holding him back on purpose. But Zoro stocks are still down. Because of <laughs> They're definitely not on the rise. Say that. Um, whatever. I'm not too upset about that. Um, he. It's just you know the way they was. That's what he was saying. It's like you're you're unable to cut a single member. Uh, member for the good of the rest. As long as you're still alive, your friends are trapped here. Yeah, I don't. Hey, Lucci, I don't know what you're talking. I about, think man. what he's saying like, is that like he Zoro is keeping them there because he won't like leave. You know. Like the straw hats won't leave up without him, and that's just gonna fuck them over later. But Lucci doesn't know that Zoro is holding back. Well, he maybe he does now. now. Oh man! But maybe he just thinks it's also like a benefit that Zoro's also out of the fight, so they're kind of both holding each other down here. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you, Brian and Chris, and and to those listening, Zoro stocks it down for me. <laughs> right, right. This in this moment, I'm not feeling this shit at all. It probably takes a lot more effort to keep someone in the same spot than to just defeat them right away, which is why he's kind of tired. Yeah, Jinbei even said like you like now is not the time to be fighting. Yeah, but he doesn't you know that Zolo. Yeah, no, Jinbei is going out to get Zoro. Yeah, Zoro doesn't know this what the situation is. He doesn't even know that this oh, guy. Okay is here that saturn is here is that right i don't think so because he's he, not there 
No, I don't think so, because he was fighting Lucci. Mm. He's been fighting Lucci for a while. Yeah, this whole fucking second part of this arc. They fought Lucci and them woke up Marilong ago. I think it would be so sick if Sanji and Zoro both fight Luffy's po- opponents from this arc. Like, Sanji fights Kizaru and, you know, right now... Uh, yeah, that would be so, sick. I mean, yeah. So that I mean, shit. It looks like he's always about to fight Luffy and uh, and uh, Sanji. Yeah, but I think I, uh, I, I, I really want Sanji and and Frankie to fight. Um, yeah, that would be against, sick. Yeah, I think you like know? you know Jay Garcia's back up, so he'll probably rejoin the battle, and it'll be Luffy versus uh, Jay Garcia, Sanji versus Kizaru, and uh, Zoro's gonna finish off Luffy. Yeah, you know what? I changed my mind a little bit. Maybe, maybe Luffy and 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 Sanji will fight. Well, it'll probably be a, a three on two. It'll probably sound like that. Mm. I want I want Frankie to kind of like take it personal that 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 uh, Vegapunk was killed, or at least the Stella. You know? Yeah. Vega Garcia did that and put them through all of that. I, I want him to take it personal and and show out. With no, the believe me, I want I want a cool Frankie moment. As well, <laughs> I mean, Frankie bad, did. But, I mean, I'm giving my thoughts. He did so, kind of ahead, fuck Brian. over Garcia. Oh, is it my turn for a recap? Mm-hmm. I mean, for my thoughts. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, as I mentioned before, Sanji stocks are up. Zoro stocks are down. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is a this is a this is a pretty high. The stocks for Sanji are pretty high right now. After this. Because Sanji blocked a Kizaru attack. Not only blocked it, but also it was a pretty strong Kizaru attack. And it kind of warranted a reaction from Kizaru that we've never seen before in the series. So, good on Sanji, dude. That's 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 big time moves right there. It was a pretty yeah. sick moment. Um, I hope that, you know, we get that next arc, uh, next chapter is just Sanji versus Kizaru or Sanji and Frankie versus Kizaru which would be sick um Zoro stocks are down but personally I think it makes sense for Zoro to be holding him back here but I just don't know if he actually does know about that tidbit of Zo- Awakened Zoans because he wasn't there for Impel Down so how else would he know because he didn't really fight any other Awakened Zoans either. King wasn't an Awakened Zoan. So it's kind of kind of odd. Kind of odd that uh, he would know that. But again, you know, it would be sick if he does. Um, Luffy kind of... There's been a lot of controversy about Luffy this chapter, though. Why? <laughs> this chapter, too? Is yeah. it the same? Uh, so people are upset that Luffy is not taking the situation seriously. We've talked yeah, about we this already. About- All right. I'm not going to entertain. No, this. <laughs> I think it's cool personally that he has this swag. They're mad That's that Luffy, Luffy. They're mad that boy. they're mad that Luffy asked, uh, Bonnie why she's crying. And. <laughs> They're mad that he reacted to Vegapunk's dead body or dying body on the ground the way he did. Um, Look, 
I think um so I think Oda weird. actually talked about this in a in one of like the question corners of his and he made the the point about how like the more dire and the more situ- serious the situation is the goofier Luffy is as a contrast. So I think it's definitely intentional. Like he's he's not just like being silly. He's also like a, that's the po- whole point of Nika is that he is just like a bright light in dangerous situations. And in more hopeless, the more hopeless situation, the goofier he'll be, because that's just what like the god is built up to be. Yeah, he even hit him with a Gatling. He hit him with one of his like serious moves. You know what he I'm saying? Like up. that was yeah, just because he's doing it with a smile. <laughs> yeah, Luffy will have plenty of time to be angry and shit later on. Yeah, because about uh, the history. World and all that extra shit. Because that's what we need more of: uh, protagonists that get angry, that like get stronger the more angry they are. You know, <laughs> we've never seen that before. <laughs> On the flip side, uh, Van Auger stonks are up. Van Auger's a beast. He's <laughs> yeah. I've Van, always liked Van, Van Auger. Oh man, he's got to fight. He's got to fight Sanji, man. I mean, that's Sanji. Van Auger. Usopp. That's got to yeah. be it. That's, that's also a controversial take because now people are... They really want Usopp to get an upgrade because uh, San, because uh, Van Auger is just too cool to lose to him well, at this point. Well, I've got bad news because <laughs> Oda has no intentions of making Usopp very, very strong. <laughs> he's mentioned it before. And frankly, yeah, he doesn't need to be. He just needs observation. Yeah, I think that's unlocked. the point of Usopp is the stronger like he's he's going to be a brave warrior of the sea because he is not the strongest guy in the crew. And he's about to circle the entirety of the Grand Line. Despite being one of the weakest people. Yeah, and it's not like Usopp's like worthless. I, I recently reread. I'm, I finished like Thriller Bark not too long ago, and it's probably like the best Usopp fight. In the whole series, it's actually very good. What Perona? Yeah, his fight against Perona is so good. I forgot how good that one was. But Usopp's whole thing is that he's just resourceful and he'll just fucking figure it out because he doesn't yeah. want to die <laughs> more than anything. We, we love Usopp in this house. Yeah, we are uh, Usopp. Where Usopp stands here. But this all this chapter also raised a lot of questions about Blackbeard and his lineage. Uh, some people say he's actually a three-eyed, he's part of the three-eyed tribe. Some people say he's a buccaneer, which I'm not buying. I don't think he's a buccaneer either. Um, I just wonder, like, is it a new race that we haven't seen yet? Is it just like a random irregular, like irregularity? Could he be Rox's uh, kid? He could be Rox's kid. That's, that's also an Um, option. That's my, that's my guess. or he could be a descendant of Joy Boy too. Well, you know, because he said is a bloodline. So, and the, I remember something that Oda Oda would sometimes draw like characters as children in his in mm-hmm. like the volumes. And when he drew Blackbeard as a kid, there's like the moon there, and Luffy's the sun. So I feel like there's definitely going to be something of a contrast with that. I think. The yami yami no mi is gonna be the the devil fruit that he hasn't awakened yet. Like I don't, cause I'm I'm pretty sure he's 
just at the surface level of both his devil fruits right now. Yeah. Um. So, be- well, obviously, because he kind of doesn't need to really dive deep into his devil fruits because they're both so strong. Um. He doesn't even need hockey at this point, but the anime kind of confirmed that he has conquerors. It's just like a it's a very peculiar situation. Yeah, like we, we just don't know anything about this guy. So yeah, the fact that we still don't know anything about him is so fucking mind boggling to me. I, I'm really I really want to get into the thick of it. You know, I really want to know what the fuck is going on with this guy. But we finally got an idea of what his motives are. And it looks like he wants to take over the fucking world. Is that what so which, mind you, that was a fucking hard-ass line from Van Auger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world. And I feel like if it were, like, he was the perfect person on the on the Blackbeard Pirates to deliver that line. Because mm. everyone else, you can't really take them seriously. Like, you can Van Auger. Or maybe even Lafitte. Which, wherever the fuck he is. Yeah, I, I definitely thought he would be here. Yeah, I thought so too, but it looks like he's a he's a Blackbeard pirate that rolls solo for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. One Piece greatness, dude. Yeah, lots of cool shit going on here. Uh it's it's pretty much my second place this week. I think there's my heart was stolen by another this week. <laughs> but man, I uh there's just so much going on here and this egghead arc is so fucking awesome. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see how they escape this whole situation. Um, I do love that Brooke. Uh, Brooke was like a, a low key, a little bit of a highlight for me because he does, like the ship is uncontrollably sailing on his ice, and he's just like, eh, we're get we'll get there when we get there. I'm Brooke is mad funny. Um, hmm. I hope we'll Vegapunk does. Out. I hope Vegapunk doesn't die, but I guess he he might. <laughs> He might very well die since they can't even move him. Um, but yeah, my my guess for Blackbeard is that he he maybe rocks his kids because he said it's his bloodline, so I, that indicates, you know, he's related to someone who's very important. Hell, he could be like someone who's related to Emu. Yeah, his race. They don't sleep. That's that's the that's the um that's what the idea I got from that baby picture. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the the yeah the no Blackbeard doesn't sleep. That that much has already been that much is known for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. It has a it has something to do with that. But anyway, yeah. you're saying yeah, but uh, Sanji kicking the light beam was pretty sick. I always love a good Sanji moment. It's always so cool. Let's go, Sanji. Let's get Sanji a fucking yeah. big time W. <laughs> I'd be here for it. There's three admirals, you know. Sanji could have one. Um, I agree. But yeah, that's all I really got to say about One Piece. I think we like all chatted it out. Uh, great chapter overall. Had a great time reading it. Can't wait for next week. Thank God it's not on break. Uh, so you know. We will uh we'll revisit One Piece next week. Great chapter. Let's move onward. This is just some really uh murderous shit. My hero academia.
This is My Hero Academia, chapter 414, Overlay. Um, last we left with My Hero Academia, uh, the all-for-one users formulated a plan to, uh, to break Shigaraki's psyche by uh, shooting the quirks of all for one of one for all directly into uh his psyche basically just like a missile by uh by way of transferring uh parts of the quirk over to him so midoriya goes into his super blackwick mode and um he makes his way towards shigaraki a lot of this chapter is this uh big battle this clash between Shigaraki and Midoriya as Midoriya is trying to forcefully uh, shoot the uh, gear shift quirk into Shigaraki. Um, so they run at each other and uh, Shigaraki tries to use his decay on uh, the earth's surface again, but uh, Midoriya has planned for that a little while ago. When he was sent flying through the woods, he shot strands of black chain under the ground and uh and just now used it to raise the earth that shigaraki would be touching up so that it wouldn't affect uh the earth at large um he then does this like cool um misdirect thing with his cloak uh by taking advantage of shigaraki's search quirk and implanting a little bit of his blood into the cloak so it just feels like you know, when Shigaraki uses search, he sees that Midori is there when it's really not. Um, kind of like a substitution jutsu, if if that helps the analogy. Um, uh, but, you know, by the time Shigaraki realizes this, uh, Deku is right there. Right up on him. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, he finally makes contact with Shigaraki, shooting the seconds quirk directly into his mind. And uh, the resulting impact causes uh, Shigaraki's and Deku's memories to blend together. And they end up on these, like, landscapes of their memory. You know, like the first time that Shigaraki met uh, uh, Dabi and uh, and Toga. Uh, for Midoriya, it's the point where he's fighting Todoroki in the, in the sports festival. Um, so, you know, they're taken aback by this, but uh, Shigaraki is like, whoa! Oh, not Shigaraki, the sixth uh, user of One for All. He's like, don't, don't let up. It worked. He, the second pulled it off, but it wasn't enough. Keep it coming. And that's pretty much where the chapter ends. Uh, <laughs> it feels like shorter than it is, but there's a lot of action in this chapter and a lot of explaining of uh, the strategies going on here to get closer to him. But um, yeah, this is a, a short chapter as well, 16 pages. But yeah, that was My Hero Academia. Uh, Josh, what did you think? Um, this was an interesting chapter. The the more this fight goes on, I'm becoming less and less cynical about what I'm looking at. I, I feel like I've said that, you know, before, maybe a few weeks ago. But um, I I think I think the strategy is interesting. Um, of just being able to transfer the you know not only the blowback of uh gear shift but just the the chance to exploit that opening that's within shigaraki it uh, aside from all of that um i like how they how the uh previous users of one fall um 
make a point that he that uh, Deku really cares about the quirks he was using. You know, um, I don't know how. I'm not sure how how you guys feel about the the whole situation in general, but I thought like it does make a lot of sense that you know someone that again didn't have quirks that has suddenly um had all of these quirks sprung on him you know wants to treat them like you know like they're precious uh so you know it just shows how determined he is um to <laughs> defeat Shigaraki to you know cross that line and uh for me it's a big deal personally because I felt so disconnected from the development of Deku and his quirks because I thought it happened really fast and out of nowhere and I would have liked a lot more time with each of them you know like I would have liked them to unlock them over time but uh this uh this I don't know the way it's being expressed in this fight uh it makes me care a lot less about it um I already know the art is fire <laughs> um, <laughs> as per usual yeah uh, I, I don't really have much else to say uh brian what are your thoughts um i thought this was a pretty creative chapter um it's more than just deku running in and punching you know he actually used strategy like he actually used his fucking brain which i think was always his fucking power you know like he was always supposed to be an analytical fighter but i feel like the series never let him be that right like he always ended up destroying his body he always ended up you know trying to punch Max his way out of situations, but I feel like this fight is the most Deku I feel like he's been, where he just uses everything to his, uh, to everything he has to his disposal, right? Like, he used smoke, he proved that it was a useful cork in this situation, he combined mm -hmm. it with, he brought the earth up to Shigaraki to confuse him, so he uses decay, like, it was just so well played, that was really, really fucking smart um uh, like technique from uh deku um and i'm i'm glad that we at least got this moment you know like we got a moment where deku is being him even with the series having all of its faults right like every time something good happens in my hero you could see like the diamond in the rough like you could see what it could have been right if you know, whatever happened to the series didn't happen. It's just such an odd case, right? Because my hero could have been like a generate. Well, it kind of is a generational series, but it could have been so much more. Like, I feel like it could have been a series that tackled uh, so many issues that happen in everyday life. And it attempted to, but it seems like it just got halted. Um, and I just hope that it can at least finish strong because, you know, the art's always there. It's just the story needs to stick the landing. Like it, it had, it had a shaky, uh, a shaky, uh, walk on the way there. But if it sticks the landing, I feel like I'll be happy with it, you know, but those, those are my thoughts on my hero. Great chapter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think that Deku's like drastically changed. Honestly, Deku himself has always been a bright spot of the series, even like through the harder times. I think it's just because 
there was so much more emphasis on the other quirks and learning them that we didn't get to see Deku be like overly strategical with them up until this point. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a really cool moment for him. And it's like Josh said, that moment where they mentioned that, you know, he has a deep respect for quirks is very consistent with his character because even when he was quirkless, he was just constantly taking notes and trying to learn about them. And, you know, even when he had one for all, he would, take notes on other people's quirks and look at them as if they were the greatest thing in the world. Um, you know, that enthusiasm for uh, people's quirks did not fade when he, even when he got the best one ever. So um, it's really cool to see. And it is a, at the core of Deku's character is him being forever, I guess, kind of grateful for the power that he had, not knowing that, he would get, he would ever get powers, you know. It comes from just, like, being on the other side and not having power at all to understanding this responsibility of it all. Um, it's really cool. Uh, the fight itself is actually sick as hell. Um, it was cool to see Deku do a cool punch, and um, the effects of it uh, I, I didn't see coming at all. I wonder how, like, the melding of the memories is going to impact him. He's He's going to punch Shigaraki so many times that he gets to the point where all for one finds him and then he's going to punch all for one. Oh, yeah. To save, to save Tenko. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, that's his name, right? Tenko. Tenko. Yeah, he's going to he's going to punch him. and He's going to be like, I'm here. I am here in your memories. Because this didn't really happen he, this way. <laughs> yeah, Deku is going to be the hero that saved him. Yeah, I think they're just gonna like keep hitting hitting each other until like they're kids again, and then Deku's gonna do a little thing where he like puts out his hand. He's like, "You look like you need help." <laughs> yeah, and then De they're gonna argue for a second, but then eventually she he's gonna like take his hand and save the day. That's my theory for the rest of the series. <laughs> um. But yeah, really good chapter, man. Uh, not really good chapter of the week yet, but pretty solid. <laughs> Had a good time reading it. Yeah, pretty solid. It was a pretty solid chapter of the week. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's all. Those are all my thoughts as well. Uh, do we have any rebuttals? Anything else we want to say? Nopers. Alrighty, then let's move onward. This is part of the war on the in the Bronx. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 251 Inhuman Makio Shinjuku Showdown part 23. All right. So last we left off, we are continuing the battle between Okotsu and uh, Itadori versus Sukuna. Uh, it is it's been pretty epic so far. Um they have been trying to just like wear him down and and dispel the wicker the hollow wicker basket within Okotsu's domain, um, and we just revealed that Okotsu is capable of using uh, dismantle, um, and Sukuna is like, when did you do this? And uh, Okotsu is like, Sukuna's fingers, you never recovered the last one. And it's revealed that, uh, mm. whoa, Okotsu ate Sukuna's final finger. 
what a goddamn oh. twist. <laughs> so that was cool. Itadori continues to punch him. They lay down the lumber pretty hard. <laughs> they keep taking advantage of it. But uh, Sukuna manages to grab onto Itadori and use um, his, his, his curse technique on him. But Itadori just spits like a gallon of blood in his face, uh, blinding him temporarily. And uh, they keep pounding on this guy, man. They they they, they keep uh, laying on the pressure. And at some point, uh, Sukuna is forced to just release his fingers that are keeping the hollow wicker basket at, um, activated. And Itadori and Okotsu take that chance to, uh, to separate his hands, uh, Itadori taking one hand, Rika taking the other. Uh, Okotsu comes in and punches into his mouth belly and rips out his mouth belly's tongue. Um, and mm. yeah, that was for the purposes of like making sure he can't use any like chance or anything to, uh, to reactivate hollow wicker basket. And, um, he also like cuts Sukuna's mouth. So he still can't do the chance with his mouth either. Um, and Sukuna gets close and close and he gives him a little slash the blood explodes on Sukuna's face as Itadori is apparently using um, Choso's uh, technique now. Um, yeah. Sukuna cuts off his hand. Oh, not Sukuna. Uh, Okotsu cuts off Sukuna's hand. And we get a little flashback explaining about souls and, uh, you know, to do they, how they mix to some degree, but they never become one. And they're saying, they're discussing this about. Uh, whether or not they can possibly save Megumi within Sukuna. Uh, the idea that perhaps Sukuna can absorb Megumi's soul into his own. But according to y uh, Yuki Tsukumo's notes, that's not necessarily possible. So um, the idea now is that, you know, they should be able to separate Megumi and Sukuna with Jacob's Ladder, which... Uh, with uh, with Itadori's uh, fist. So, you know, that's what they're going to try to do. They use Jacob's ladder on Sukuna, which gives uh, Itadori the opening to finally uh, get into uh, his soul. And he he arrives at Megumi, and Megumi is just on the floor, just like, enough already. That's enough. And, you know, Megumi's will to live is done. And unfortunately, the window to beat Sukuna closes as uh, Sukuna uses Dismantle again, cutting Okotsu and Itadori pretty badly. But the chapter ends with a sudden stab in Sukuna's heart coming from the fucking goat herself, Maki. Uh, very cool. And she's just behind him after stabbing him in the heart. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh Jeez Louise, Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 251? RGC. Oh, yeah. RGC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unified, Unified RGC. RGC. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. <laughs> um... Gigi has a way of always, always having a justifiable out to a certain, to a situation. Um, 
I wish I had prepared more and brought up certain examples, or none are really coming to my head, but regardless, they beat Sukuna. Let's be clear. They won. The mission worked out, and it was because of a lot of reasons, due to Itadori's hard work and, and, and also the cheating. You know what I'm saying? All of that. All of that was valid. And it just... You see, Sukuna planned for that. Mm-hmm. Not like on some diabolical, like, oh, I'm going to lose. And then when they try to wake up Megumi X, Y, Z, he just took that precaution. He knew that that was important. You know, he said, before I even get into any big fights or nothing like that, let me make sure I crush this kid's soul so I, you know, I have this solid foundation. And that happened for a reason, you know, and, and that reason was here. And it sucks, man, because uh, I don't want to be that guy. I think a Kotu just got sliced in fucking half. <laughs> Re- way too soon for me. Um, I'm still processing and hoping. But like, I don't know, you guys tell me. Frankly, it's triggering. You guys tell me. when. when yeah. It's, oh, it's you see Rika triggering. back there, too? Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you this. Rika didn't look too devastated. She just, she looks scarred up, but she's a cursed spirit, so it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, she, listen, whatever. She'll be all right. She'll just go back into the shadows, okay? <laughs> um, Kotsu, bro. It's not looking good for Okotsu, no. Yeah, it's not looking good, and we're gonna we're gonna chill. We're gonna chill we're on. We're gonna chill. Uh, I'm not gonna give him the death thing yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna chill. We're gonna relax. Um, but that aside, Megumi, not Megumi, uh, Maki, where were you? Why? Why couldn't you just slide up into this barrier and just do that before all this shit? Hit the fan. That could because have possibly can, given Sakuna an out if she broke into this domain. Yeah, and she also... No, she can come into a domain, but she can't use cursed energy or reverse cursed technology, uh, cursed technique. So if Sukuna got her once, she's dead. Yeah, she had... I mean, I, I had to... I, I came to this realization already, which I'm going to just talk about anyway, is that Heavenly Restriction is amazing. It is. It's incredible, but like... It's it's not much compared to, you know, a, a sorcerer like Sukuna. I mean, I don't even think it would be good against a sorcerer like uh, Kashimo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think she would get fried by him. Mm. And he was no match for Sukuna. So I, I guess it's fair to feel like she's not this savior that, you know, maybe I may have been propping her up to be. Okotu was, though, and he did it. He, he fucking did it, man. He used Sukuna's technique against him and all that. He said, yeah, I ate that finger. And I wasn't. He didn't get, like... Actually, why didn't he get... um um Possessed? Because one finger is not enough by a long shot. It was enough for, for Itadori. Yeah, that one time. No cursed energy or anything. But, you know. Like, one Once thing... I feel like Sukuna... I think Sukuna is more present in other places, so maybe it's not enough for one finger to True. do it. True. Maybe, yeah, because he's already like... It's like a small well, portion of He wasn't fully manifested power. as a curse. 
Yeah, well, it's a, it, it's I get it. He's already present somewhere else. Sukuna has also said I, that, that if, makes... if Megumi back way back in the beginning of the series when he was about to use Maharaga on him, if he used him, if he used it then, then Sukuna would have lost. So it indicates that like one finger is not nearly enough to overpower someone, especially someone like Okotsu. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um. I'm gonna be honest. I don't want to drone on. I'll probably just react to what you guys say. So, uh, Brian, what were your thoughts? Um, let's see. What what is there to be said? Man, there's so much to happen this chapter. Like Jesus fucking Christ. There's so much that was jam packed into this. Um, so you know what? I'll talk about Itadori. Um. Because there's a lot of odd shit going on with this guy right now. <laughs> His reverse curse technique has been probably the best we've seen in the series so far. Like, it's on par with Gojo at this point. Because he is healing so much for someone who doesn't have any curse technique. Um, Well, apparently not, because now he has the, the blood... the the piercing blood stuff yeah he's a, he's so. able to use piercing blood because i guess he's vaguely related to to choso because of kenjaku yeah but that would i i don't know i don't think it's like that because kenjaku wasn't in uh noritoshi body when he was yeah i mean i guess that's where my that's that's the only way i can connect it is because kenjaku probably some of the technique has worn off on him because he is inhabited that body for so long i think there's something else and I think, going on didn't what, couldn't kenjaku also use blood uh i don't remember the battle between him and yuki but i i vaguely remember him using that technique as well but let me see i think kenjaku is the key to what's going on with yuji but i don't think it's because of uh noritoshi um bloodline i think it's something else there's something about Yuji that he was made, like the way he was made, that allows him to use multiple curse techniques. Um, um hold on. I, I have a thought. I'm sorry, but like the, the 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 two original brothers, right, that got killed, mm -hmm. um they did were they the were they like the children while he while Kenjaku was um um you know the head of that clan? Mm-hmm. Wait, can was you, it, can you ask that again? He's asking right, if the so, cursed death wombs are also Noritoshi. Uh, yeah, he he oh. did experiment on them. He was experimenting with the with the death paintings while he was Noritoshi. Oh, but Yuji happened after he was okay. Yeah, so Yuji the, the was first, a different at mother. least those three. Okay, so those first three, which is Choso. Yeah, he said. And, uh, it says I, I looked up Kenjaku specifically. It says they, he experimented with the fusion of human flesh and curses. Uh, and that's what the death painting wombs are. And Itadori wasn't a death painting wound, No, but he has a connection with them because of Kenjaku, but yes. not with the blood technique the way the other three brothers would. It's, mm -hmm. it's weird. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Sukuna could use other people's techniques. He was using the piercing blood. And it's not like he did anything crazy with the blood. Maybe he just used it a bit. It's interesting. 
or ooh, ooh, I have an idea. Or maybe it was um Okotsu that that made it happen with the blood. No, no. that doesn't make sense actually. Because he would have had to use his own blood. Okay, the curse womb death. And that's and we literally see. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, those those are my thoughts, boys. Those are my thoughts. Um I'll be right back. Okay, so the death paintings are stated to have a total of three parents. Parents, so they're all Kamo, I think, because they all do use blood, uh, blood arts. So, you know, Choso, Eso, and Kichizu, the the original three that we saw, they all use blood techniques of some sort. So I think you know, maybe. I wonder if um Kenjaku, um carries over the. He passed curse techniques that he inhabited. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If he carries too. those over, that would be that would you know we're trying to validate why Itadori all of a sudden can um, use some uh, this blood technique. It mm-hmm. clearly was him activating it. He, he did something with his hand, mm-hmm. and I want that to be the case. Okay, I just need to, to understand why. Due to Kenjaku having survived until the present, switching bodies, Yuji Itadori has also been counted by Choso as one of the siblings. Due to Yuji's mother being Kenjaku's previous hosts. Yeah. Like in an episode of Mori or something. Yeah, I mean, that guy got a lot of kids. Who are the parents? <laughs> what is their connection? Yeah. Uh I guess I'll get into my uh yeah, my thoughts. I thought this fucking ruled, obviously. Huge fan of uh this. Ever since Sukuna manifested, it, the series has been at an all-time high and uh I think it cements Sukuna himself as like one of the top villains of a lot of all time, I would say, cuz of all time. Yeah. And, you know, we still also, we don't know much about him. And he is kind of a simple character, but that's not a bad thing at all. I think there's, like, complexity in his simplicity because he's just, like, a guy who lives like a curse. But he is human. He he lives for his own, like, self-interest and all that stuff. He's And even he starts to have doubts about his own uh, philosophy of always living for yourself and... N- you know, never having like a concrete goal in mind, just trying to get out the most pre- uh, pleasure you can in this world while you're in it. Um, and him just being this weird like presence over the series, like every time he showed up up until this point has been such a, a gravitational moment. Whenever he shows up, you feel it. You're like, oh my God, not this guy. Yeah. Um. And that's the mark of a great villain, to be honest. Um, I don't need my villains to be like ultra complex and all that stuff. As long as they're effective and have like this overwhelming like gravity to them, I think that's an effective character overall. Um, I that being said, I desperately hope he doesn't win because I can't be depressed for very long. <laughs> it would make me very sad. It does make it Same. I think the thing is about Jujutsu Kaisen is that I think it's one of the first series where I'm literally like, this may just end up with everyone losing. 
because yeah, the two main characters just lost. So yeah, it also could you know turn out okay and everybody's fine. But man, I I, I haven't felt a genuine sense of um of like suspense in a while. Not since Death Note, really. Where I'm like, oh, he could really get away with this. Um, I'd be shocked if he does, even saying that, but I think it, it's more likely than in any other series in Jump right now where the bad guy just wins. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this goes. Because I don't even know where you take it from here. Megumi doesn't want to be... Oh, Megumi doesn't have the will to be freed. They can't force him out. He needs to want to come, it seems. So, man, I don't even know how you win in this situation. Yeah, I, I was actually, like, I was thinking a little bit while Brian was talking, and I, I just, I think Megumi's out of here. I mean, yeah. Like Megumi's gone, that's it. I mean, he, he, he bathed in the nasty bath. Can't forget <laughs> that. It's a big deal. Um... He watched. He, he watched his sister get killed. Um, he and he watched Gojo get killed by his own. You know, with with major help from his from his technique. Yeah, that's for all intents and purposes. His dad He's devastated. Yeah, his dad and his sister killed and, by uh, the same guy. In his yeah. body. I would have. It would have been nice for him to know that, like, the when the soul was getting rocked, he was feeling it. And knew like that they was going as hard as they could to fight it, and he, but I guess he's in that sunken place, and I mean, I we don't gotta we don't gotta do the sound effect for him yet or nothing, but mm. I think as long as Sukuna is alive, kills him, it's over. I think as long as Sukuna is alive, Megami is gonna live. So because like Sukuna is still using his body, even though he looks like him. Yeah, and they did mention but like that they said it's it's hard it it's hard for him to not die too. Mm-hmm. Like they had to go a really specific way to try to you know bring uh, Megumi out yeah. while simultaneously taking Kakuna out. Now they just probably had to kill both of them. Yeah, I mean I think that's what that's the timing that Maki is on. Yeah, Maki is like, all right, well, <laughs> we tried. Guess you both gotta die now. I've killed Zenin before. <laughs> yeah, she has. I am excited to see Ma- <sighs> Maki versus Megumi. I'm uh, uh, Maki versus uh, Sukuna because I'm I'm wondering how good that would be. I know, like, I don't expect Maki to win, but she's not nothing. Even like Heavenly Restriction still isn't no joke, and Sukuna's heavily weakened. Yeah. At, at least. Yeah. Yeah. As long as he can't use his domain, I think, you know, that's what they're, that's what they're like, banking on. Mm-hmm. Gojo helped with that, at least. I have returned. Hello, Brian. Where are we at now? We were just talking about Maki and uh, how she's like, well, I guess you both got to die. <laughs> Maki the goat. Well, I think Megumi yeah. is going to end up like saving the series. I would hope so. He's going to be the key to like denying Kenjaku's thing because the 
the convergence got sent to Megumi, not to Sukuna. Oh. So if they get Sukuna out of Megumi, then Megumi is the one who's in control of what happens with the merger. Yeah, but yeah, then they but still we, have to we, deal with Sukuna. Chris and I, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Chris and I just talked about how like it's it's really not looking good for Megumi. I, I think he's, I think he's gone personally. No, but nah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know where I stand on that yet. <laughs> Megumi, Megumi's potential, man. He can't, he can't die here. We've mm. seen what his potential could be from what Sukuna did with his curse technique. Yeah. So, no, I mean, he has all the potential in the world, but man, he doesn't want to live anymore. <laughs> he'll he'll reignite it. He's over it. Yuji is going to get through to him. Yuji is sushi right now. No, he's not. His his reverse curse technique is actually out of this world. He's gonna get back up in like two seconds. Yeah, and I also doubt that Yuta is too fucked up either. I feel like there's a lot of fail safe stuff that he has in his uh, curse technique with Rika that would allow him to survive something like that. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. But... Is he gonna be the same after? Probably not for a bit, but. He he's definitely not dead. I'm gonna say for sure he's not dead. Yeah, but man, what a battle, huh? Yeah this this is such a good chapter, art wise, chore choreography wise, story wise. He's just hitting on every fucking level. This guy. Yeah. Beastly series, but yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking beastly. Absolutely beastly. All right. Well, I'm ready to move on if you guys are. Yes. Alrighty. Let's move on. Undead Unluck. And with that, I'm going to pass this one over to Josh. Undead Unluck, chapter number 195. On your mark, last week. The crew was getting it on and popping with Beast, and um, he was he was having their way with them. Um, Fuko, um, Unbreakable, and Top had uh, just joined the fight against Beast, and they're gonna you know try their hardest. But we start this week with a little backstory uh, from I guess when Haruka, also known as Unbreakable, uh, was making a uh, Top shoot, and he's like. Um, like, why are you using your ability to make like shoes? And she's like, you know, it's not war times anymore. I want to make things that support and protect people's lives. Uh, so, you know, Top makes a good point to saying like, yo, if you usually get captured like by a gang, they could probably force you to make unbreakable weapons, and that'd be crazy. And I was like, yo, that's, you know. Like, Haruka can't, like, fight that well. She can't beat a whole gang of people. She can just sit there and block hits, but if they capture her. Anyway, I just thought that was a good point, but we um we cut back over to Fuko uh, and the rest of the crew fighting against Beast, and uh, Top had landed a drop kick from uh, several miles away uh, right on Beast with his unbreakable shoe, 
So he's like, um, yeah, Haruka told me about uh, Umas and how they govern rules and all that. And he's like, listen, let's stop this, right? We're not going to encroach on your turf anymore. We'll pull out. So let us off the hook. Yeah, when I tell you, Fugo looks back at top like, what? <laughs> and then, like, Excuse even Beast me? is like, huh? <laughs> he's, he's basically like saying, look, like, we go coexist, right? Uh, we'll just divide our turf and uh, we'll never mess with the mountains, all right? What I'm saying is, and then right as top is trying to say, oh, let's stop. Uh, Beast pulls uh, right up to them and, uh, you know, attacks them while Unbreakable is uh, blocking them. And uh, top's like, why? And uh, you know, I thought it was Fuko that said this, but it was actually Beast when he's like saying, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I thought that was Fuko at first. That would be really <laughs> funny. Um, but, <laughs> you know, so Beast looks crazy uh, with a snake eye. And he's like, oh, Beast don't desire coexistence. Uh, we were born to make humans suffer. And um, he kind of goes on this spill about saying how, like, look, the world began with only man and earth, right? And then, like, like your soul was placed here and was prepared by God. And then, like, as he started adding all of those rules, um, you know, humans started to suffer more. And then uh, when God got tired of the humans just bickering with each other, he added uh, beasts. Uh, and it was all just for his entertainment. To, and, and, again, all the rules were geared uh, towards your continued suffering. Um, which we already knew God was an asshole in this series, right? But this is, um, like, I, 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 lo- I don't have the words to describe how petty and shyst, <laughs> if you guys do. The pure petty shyst. Please, you know, I, it's, you know, I believe Beast. I think that's exactly why he... I mean, we already know it's a game for God and, and also Luna. They ain't off the hook either. Anyway, um, tigers pull up. <laughs> and Tyler's like, what the fuck? There ain't no tigers in this region. And he's like, listen, man. I'm Beast. I, I tell them all to pull up. And plus, y'all was slacking to let all these other rules for animals get... get uh, release. So uh, this is the penalty you had to incur. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, so top is like running away. Um, and then, uh, you know, as he's talking all that shit, we'll go hit him with a bad bullet 88. And she's like, look, it's not like we've been losing. All right. Uh, we uh, realize none of us can win this fight alone. So each time we've formed alliances, taken the weapons and fought back against the, you know, Beast in nature and stuff. Uh, so she's like, Top, listen, I hit on one of those good ones. And what I mean by that is a meteor's about to fall. So get the fuck out of here. Get out of town, bro. Matter of fact, get out this country. To be sure. She said a meteorite. Um, so as she's talking all that shit, uh, Beast pulls up and like grabs her face. And uh, Beast, and we. Uh, re- Crazy enough, we see he has unbreakable, like he has like this black armor, like all around his body and shit. And he's like, uh, you know, we beasts eat and assimilate our food's power, which I mean, I guess humans do too, but we we don't absorb. Yeah, we don't eat people. Um, so. he, yeah, that's that's kind of not, mm, not fair. 
but whatever. <laughs> uh, he, we already established that's not the case. So, uh, yeah, he ate a piece of Haruka. I guess I don't know her ear or something. Whatever. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if she's losing uh, Unbreakable, um, like herself, but you know. The um, you know, the Uma Unbreakable, well, the rule, um, the rule beast starts talking about how look, the Iron Man is over, right? Like with this Unbreakable armor, uh, I'm gonna restore times of loose past when we laid waste to you. It's like thanks, uh, Unbreakable. Um, then Julia comes out of nowhere and is like, "Yo, Top, get up out of here! I'm gonna hold him off." And then Top goes again and he says, "You win, Beast." He's like, "Please let us off the hook." <laughs> Um, but this time he's not really uh trying to surrender. He actually uh takes up Unbreakable's armor and dashes into uh into Beast uh to knock him off of Fuko. And he says, Haruka's unbreakable or you're unbreakable. Let's see which is stronger, Beast. So and that's the end of the chapter, man. It's looking like Ooh. So it's gonna like be, you know, Top is gonna use the unbreakable armor, kind of like he did in the previous loop. Well, anyway, what's your, what's your thoughts, Chris? Oh, man. Oh, I thought it was really cool. Um, <laughs> it's so funny the the pettiness of God is just like, mm, I'm tired of them killing each other. I'll just make things that kill them, also, you know? Yeah, so they could team up. Yeah, and then still lose and stuff. Or maybe win and then fight. He just, you know, it's all for his sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he mentions the other rules that were added, like death and luck and war. And I'm wondering if some of these are just the master rules um, as well. Like if there's a luck master rule among them. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. I bet it's that, that uh, real cool guy. Yeah. It doesn't take things that serious. Yeah. It's super cool. With the light sword. Because <laughs> um, they have war. We've seen war already. Yeah. War is that one guy with uh, the nuclear weapons. So. Yeah. So you might be on the side there. Yeah. I are actual. I love the rules. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this chapter quite a bit. It was. Um, I. You know, the, the talking of the beast and how they were here to make us miserable. It was like, well, not my cats, though. My cats are sweetie pies. Well, sometimes. Like Coco likes to make me miserable sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's a good point, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to say about this chapter overall. I, I did enjoy it. I'm excited to see how this happens. I feel like, you know, because it's not the authentic unbreakable that the armor is actually going to break at some point. Um, well, no, it is armor made by unbreakable. Oh, you're talking about beast. Yeah. I'm talking about beast. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I figured he's, that's he's got mean. that, that he's got that, that foo-foo shit. Yo. <laughs> he got a, he got a, he got a green chain on and some green armor. Yeah. He bought it on a street corner somewhere. Yeah, you got that shit off Canal Street. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for what what comes next. I thought it was a pretty cool chapter, but you know, 
everything else went just went so crazy today that I'm like kind of numb to other chapters at this point. It was like everything else was so crazy. But yeah, pretty good. Um, Josh, what did you think? Um, this was an interesting chapter for sure. Uh, he, I stopped realizing immediately, like, okay, it shouldn't be survival of the fittest. We'll just try to be fair about this and, and logical. And Beast is like, I don't give a fuck about any of that. I thought that was pretty funny. And he, they really drove the point home for Top. And but then he like you know shysted him at the end. Uh, you know, trying to trick him. So that was cool. That was smart on Top's end. Um. I don't know. Fuko's wild, and she can't just be summoning meteorites like left and right like that, or or announcing it so willy nilly. Why not? Like maybe don't tell Beast. He looks fast enough. You know what I'm saying? He looks fast enough to get away. <laughs> that's that's just my opinion. But um, cool fight. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, well, is that it? Is that it for Undead Unluck? Yeah. Well, that was it. That's Undead Unluck, and that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh is at JDCole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the show on YouTube uh, please do that would be super cool uh, like share all that stuff email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about and uh, we'll answer it on a pre-show chat show that we do usually every week um, uh, you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts if you prefer audio podcasts anyway uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts, all that stuff um, <clears throat> I know we we're supposed to uh, introduce a new series today, but you know, time constraints and all that stuff. So next week we'll be debuting a new series on the lineup. Very excited for that. So tune in for that. And without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening again. Take care and stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, yeah. Bye.